the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria was at peace. It was The church was being built up, and the church walked in the fear of the Lord. And with the consolation of the Holy Spirit, the church grew in numbers. In the name of the Father, Son, of the Holy Spirit. So the church was producing fruit from the very beginning. The fruit of peace. Peace was reigning in the church. Uh, also, the church grew in numbers. Uh, it was multiplying. This is um, what Jesus is asking of us in the gospel today, right? To be productive disciples of Jesus. Um, and he's using that image of a vine and the branches. Isn't it interesting because um, the first reading today uh, talks about perhaps um, um, the greatest apostle ever known, Saul, who became St. Paul. You know, some people think he's the greatest apostle of all the apostles. Oh, that's what I think. <laughs> I'm kind of biased. Anyway, um, Saul had seen Jesus or experienced Jesus on the road to Damascus. Um, he didn't see Jesus as the other apostles had. Uh, Jesus appeared to him and he, his life was forever changed. He became uh, a man who produced much fruit for the church. Uh, isn't it interesting um, when you think about um, how I mentioned last Sunday how many, many Muslims in Nigeria, for example, and throughout the world, they've been reporting um, conversions to Christianity. Uh, you know the main reason? So many of them have reported the same story. Jesus appeared to them in a dream. Jesus appeared to them in a dream or in their dreams. So uh, it's just interesting to see how Jesus appearing then and Jesus appearing now can have a great influence on changing the lives of people. Um, next Sunday is May the 10th, and then May the 13th is the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. And two years later, it will be the centennial, the 100th year anniversary of Our Lady's appearance to those three children, ages 10, 9, and 7, at Fatima in Portugal. Um, it was um, Pope Benedict XVI, in 2007, he was down in Brazil on May the 13th, eight years ago. And just as Lourdes is in France, there's a place in Brazil just like it called La Aparecida. And Pope Benedict was speaking to the bishops and to us um, throughout the world about Fatima on the feast of Our Lady of Fatima, May 13th. He said, the message of Fatima is the most important message for modern times. So parents and grandparents, can I just ask you from time to time, ask your kids about Fatima? Oh yeah, Fatima, message of Fatima. Our, our Mary appeared to three kids. End of story. Oh, there you go. That, that changed my life. Right? Friends, we have to talk about this. Um, the children can understand it on one level, and adults can understand it on a, on a more profound level. Think of uh, watching a movie like The Wizard of Oz with your children or grandchildren. I mean, that's the kind of movie you like to see with kids. Uh, the kids, you know, they like the munchkins and the house flying through the air. And, of course, husbands are saying, who's going to pay for that to be leveled? Um, but anyway, the, uh, so you see that adults... Get one thing, some things out of it. Kids get totally different things out of it. Adults might see in 
um, Dorothy at the end, something parallel to the prodigal son. You know how she says there's no place like home? You know, don't even have to leave your own backyard. The, um, the, uh, so when we look at Fatima with kids uh, or grandkids or nieces or nephews, we have to lead them through um, this most important message for modern times. When Our Lady appeared, um, the oldest was Lucia. She was ten. Then her two cousins were brother and sister. Francisco was nine and Jacinta was uh, seven. And Our Lady, Our Lady, one by one, told them that they would each go to heaven. Why? Because they asked her, will I go to heaven? Will she go to heaven? Will he go to heaven? Um, yes, he will go to heaven, but he will have to pray many rosaries. He was nine. He was nine, right? That should make every man here, the priest included, we should be shaking like leaves on a tree in the wind, right? Um, so um, the... Um, after Our Lady told the children, assured them that, yes, they were going to heaven, that she was from heaven, that they would go to heaven themselves, it's the oddest thing. Um, Our Lady showed, she opened her hands, and a vision appeared before the children. It was a vision of hell. Um, the, um, the, souls, uh, the souls in hell were suffering, bodily sufferings. Um, and it would go on for all eternity. And the children had to witness this. Uh, afterwards, Our Lady told the children some things about what they had seen. You have seen, the, you have seen hell where the souls of poor sinners go. Um, yeah, Our Lady said that the souls of poor sinners are falling into hell like snowflakes. Can't you just hear the sizzle like when they bring out the fajitas at the restaurant? You know, But those aren't fajitas. Those are souls, right? Um, that here they are dropping into hell like snowflakes. Now, uh, I've heard in my life as a priest, I've heard this same thing. I don't think God is going to send anybody to hell. And I agree. God has never sent anyone to hell. If, if someone goes to hell, it's because they say that's where they want to go. That's that. Uh, yep. That, uh, that's exactly it. God sends zero to hell. So um, the Blessed Mother was asking the children to, to pray and, and offer their sacrifices to God for the conversion of sinners. Um, and the children had already been instructed for a year by an angel. You might remember that in uh, the year before Our Lady appeared, the year 1916 to 17, an angel of peace um, appeared in the fields where the children were. The children every morning would lead the sheep out to the pasture. And while the sheep were eating the grass and drinking the water, the children were playing. That's about as much as the children could manage, right? To, to get the sheep out there and then start playing. Well, the, an angel appeared to the children and, and, and taught them the rosary, taught them the rosary, and taught them to pray for the conversion of sinners. Um, the angel came back. Uh, once and found the children playing. Um, the, uh, and, the, and the angel said to the children, what are you doing? Pray. Pray a lot. He went on to say that God and Our Lady were very solicitous of their prayers, that their prayers could help a lot of people to turn away from sin, to follow God, to, to not end up in hell. Um, so the, the angel also taught the children about adoration. Adoration of Jesus in Holy Communion. 
He brought them Holy Communion. He gave them Holy Communion. And he taught them how to adore Jesus. Those two prayers that you see on the back page of the blue booklet, those are from Fatima. Those were taught to the children by the angel of peace. So the children were taught by an angel, instructed by an angel, during that year how to pray and sacrifice for the conversion of sinners and how to adore God. Friends, um, the, de- the definition of a sinner, um, when I sin, when you sin, is that I love myself more than I love God. You love yourself more than you love God. That's a great definition of sin. Um, and it's the kind of mirror that when we hold it up to ourselves, uh, we can't even look at ourselves, right? I love me more than I love God. Um, the, um, that's the definition of sin. And what Our Lady was trying to do with the children, and Our Lady is trying to do with me and you, is the same message of Fatima. That's why it's the most important message for modern times. Um, we look around us and we see how people are hell-bent um, on their own destruction. I wouldn't do that if I were I, I, I wouldn't do that if I, were, I you know, I really wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend you do that, and they do it. And that's a surprise, huh? So, um, adoration is something that you and I uh, need to consider because for all eternity, if, if you and I make it to heaven, and I pray we do, you and I make it to heaven, what we will do for all eternity is adore God. Adoration is actually experiencing heaven while we're here on earth. Now, I pointed out how today at 3.15 we had a holy hour. We had adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. But we also have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, a double holy hour. Um, Well, you might be able to come to some or part of that or all of that, or you may be able to come to zero. There's no one here who cannot adore. You know, I have been present in stores where people have stopped everything and they have adored. And these people are just these people are just rushing past them. Maybe you've seen it, too. It, you, it runs something like this. They get their new iPhone and they take it out. It looks like the bomb squad. And they're taking it out just ever so gingerly. If there happens to be a breeze going through the store, they put it back in and wait for the breeze to go away, right? Anyway, they take it out and they put it on the counter. And they, I love to be there when the first plastic sheet is peeled away and they put it over the, the screen and then they take this instrument and then they start to scrape it across to get it flat. All the air. Oh, oh, there, oh, oh there's an air bubble. Oh, start over. Just throw, throw it away. Get a new phone. Right. Uh, the only thing they don't do is to genuflect or kneel down and they cherish this one. You, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm making fun, but they there's an incredible reverence um, attached to this phone and they love this phone until they see the newer model then throw it away oh and here and we we see the whole thing we are capable of adoration Um, well ladies you've seen it when your husband finishes painting that wall in the living room you want to put a nail where I I just finished painting that the um, uh, we we are capable of adoring um, but we adore 
all the wrong things instead of adoring God. Friends, not only do you have to adore, you have to teach your children and your grandchildren how to adore God. I know what you're thinking. Father, I don't need to teach my children and grandchildren how to adore God. They're going to hear about it in, in public school. They're going to hear about all that in public school. How, how's that possible? Where do you go to public school? Right? Are you Amish? I don't know. The, uh, do the Amish adore God? I, I'm sure they pray to God. Do they adore God? I don't know. But think about it. Where are they going to learn? Oh, there's that new program. Yeah, there's not a new program on. Friends, they'll see you adoring and they'll start asking questions or they'll start, start imitating you. The angel was sent from God to teach those children how to pray and sacrifice and their little prayers and their little sacrifices um, were so precious and so helpful to so many. But also their adoration of God. You see, adoration is a way of being plugged in. You've got that phone and you don't charge it. You've got a very expensive paperweight. Oh, that's a nice phone. Can I see it? Oh, no, of course not. The, uh, um, well, it doesn't look like it's turned on. Oh, the battery's not charged. Well, you've got an expensive paperweight, right? That's all it is. If, if we are, um, if we are as Christians, um, not adoring God, we are dead weight on the body of the church, on the body of Christ. That goes for me, it goes for you, your children, your grandchildren. So just when are we going to get around to learning that? Uh, yeah, I got it on the list here. We're going to learn to adore God. Oh yeah, when? Um, when? Uh, this was the message that God um, was sending to these three children. And through these three children sending to us, 10, 9, and 7, they couldn't even read or write. The, uh, the, the Blessed Mother asked the kids to come back on June 13th, July 13th, the 13th of the month, until October 13th, when there would be a great miracle. Well, that was the day of the miracle of the sun. Over 70,000 believers and non-believers were there. And in the sky, um, there appeared St. Joseph and the baby Jesus on one side of the sun. On the other side was Our Lady. And like you see over there, the Holy Family. Um, the, um, these messages were not just spoken messages. They were um, they were visuals as well. We need to we need to uh, speak to God about the things that are going on in our lives. Here's the last point. So often children or teenagers or young adults will speak to other children, other teens or other young adults about what's going on. Well, they're probably having the same problems you're having. So it's the blind leading the blind. Um, Instead of um, instead of just talking to other people who are having the same problems, and after you tell them what's going on, they're probably going to go and tell someone else, right? That wasn't your intention. Why not? Why not speak to him? Um, here's the part. Here's the part. Jesus says, "I am the vine; you are the branches. You must be plugged into me. You must be connected to me. And if you're not, you will dry up, and you will be thrown into the fire." That's what. The, did you see that? Um, uh, any, the man who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. 
men will gather them and throw them into a fire and they will be burned. Friends, the story of Fatima is a parallel of this gospel, is it not? I'm 55, and for most of those 55 years, I have been trying with all my power, all my strength to prove Jesus is wrong. You know the part where he says, without me, you can do nothing? Um, No, I bet I can. I bet I can. From time to time in my life, yeah, just going to walk away, just going to do it my way. Uh, I was talking to a man, getting him ready for death, and he was telling me about what songs he was going to have at his funeral. He said, I want to, I want to have I did, uh, My Way by Frank Sinatra. I said, no, that's the problem. That's the problem. All your life you did it your way, and look what you did. Oh, yeah. The, um, doesn't that sound familiar, though? It, sound, it sounds very familiar to me. Um, friends, without him, we can do nothing. Adoration, you don't have to be at church. You can clear the deck at home. You can sit at home or kneel at home. You can join your heart with the sacred heart of Jesus there in the tabernacle, and you can adore or not. The souls of sinners. You have seen hell where the souls of poor sinners go. The souls of poor sinners are falling into hell like snowflakes. There's no one to pray for them. Uh, Look at those people in Nepal. I'm never going there. Look at those people in in Nigeria. I'm never going there. Um, Look at Baltimore. I'm never going there. I'm just never going anywhere anymore. I'm serious. But I can, I can pray for those people in those places during my adoration. I can sacrifice for them and I can speak to God about what's going on in my own life and let him guide me. Um, prayer and sacrifice for the conversion of sinners and adoration of God. Because uh, every day we end up loving ourselves more than we love God. Um, God wants us to produce much fruit. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.